Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. It's March 20th, 2023. Ross Moshe is my guest. Our topic, Kalaparusha Maurice McIntyre. And this is part two of three parts. Ross Moshe, man. This guy is the keeper of the keys to the kingdom. He is a true believer and a noted practitioner and a scholar and so much more. Really such a pleasure always having him in the studio, as you'll hear. Here we go. If you didn't hear part one, I want to check that out first.
at the Tin Palace. It's February, winter 1977 here in New York City down in the Lower East Side. You are listening to Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Very happy to be here in the studio with Ross Moshe, WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD, WKCR.org for all our friends around the world, mm-hmm. 89.9 FM here on the uh, broadcast and welcome to springtime. Yeah, man, that's right. <laughs> it's it's uh, well, the first day of spring today. Well, yeah. Today, right? Yeah, yeah, this afternoon we, we've, we, yeah. we survived. Actually, a little... Uh, Maybe disappointing for some, uh, delight for others. <laughs> we didn't really get any snow this year. Yeah, barely, I noticed barely that. Any. I noticed that, man. I noticed that the last three, four years, maybe it snowed sometime, but not. Did it snow at all this year? I don't. I mean, flakes, but we didn't get flakes. a proper, proper no, dumping. I noticed that, man. And some of those warm days in the winter time. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's probably not for a good reason that's <laughs> happening. Probably right. <laughs> probably right about that. I should let folks know, yeah. we might have some people tuning in thinking they're going to hear a Columbia basketball game. And uh, I have been told that the game is being broadcast on a separate online-only stream. So if you go to wkcr.org, there's a page off the homepage for WNIT. I understand that's where you want to click if you want to hear the game. Or you could just hang out with us. Come on down to the to the, uh, to the the Tin Palace. But I'll say one more time, off the page at wkcr.org, you want to find that WNIT page. You've got to click on that, and you'll be, you'll be hearing the hoops. But uh, we, are, we are loving this uh, night at the Tin Palace. It's um, Kalapurusha. <laughs> Maurice McIntyre leading a, I would call this an all-star ensemble from the world Definitely, that scene down there, <laughs> if not the larger world as a whole. Yeah. And they're just all these guys, it feels like, separately and together, there's just wave after wave after wave of ideas and energy <laughs> and yeah. imagination and storytelling and dancing <laughs> And all kinds of other oh, things going on here. Yes. Yes. I, I'm curious, um, and we're having, uh, Ross Moshe and I are enjoying listening together in the studio. Yes. One, one of the nice things I got to say for those of us, I know we got people listening in the car, people listening at home, wherever they might be. I don't think they do. Um, uh, there's a volume control right next to where it attaches yeah, where that cable comes oh, out. Okay. That might be your yeah, yeah. story. Ross is looking for uh, the headphones. Is that helping? If not, yeah, grab no, another no, yeah. pair. But I can, uh, yeah, no, thanks for. Uh, well, I was going to say, we. Um, yeah. one of the great things, we get to kind of crank it up here in the studio, right. which is a nice way to listen. If you have the opportunity, you want to, do you, uh, what do you think? Is something lost if you don't have the, the volume of the music? It's supposed to rattle your bones a little bit, or I feel that way. I mean, uh, if I want to hear music without the headphones at a certain time of night, I can't. You know, maybe in the daytime I can play it slightly louder <laughs> to get the impact of it, like it's coming toward you. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're 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 definitely feeling the energy of it here. Yeah, feels like you're there. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a very it's a very lot of presence in this recording. And I don't necessarily mean that the way audio engineers might say, but I mean mm. in the in the literal sense of feeling these guys in the room. I hope it feels that way for you wherever you're listening. And um, one of the things we were talking about when we were listening um, here in the studio, that we heard a new instrument, a new voice on that last solo. Yes. Maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, Carla Perusha was playing the clarinet, and he had a distinctive sound on the clarinet you know, a couple of notes, and you know it was him. Yeah, I I would say he had a bunch of different sounds, even. Yeah, I mean, we even, you know, commented on the fact that it sounded like a uh, one of the Eastern double reed instruments, you know. And he had those kinds of interests personally and everything. I wouldn't be surprised if he was, 
using those kinds of extended techniques with that in mind, it sounded that way, you know. And sometimes it's just a natural thing too, you know. The connection is just there, even if you're just playing yourself. You know, it's ancient to the future is the AACM. Yeah, which and he comes out of that. He's on some yeah. of the early earliest recordings, of, right? Among them, and um, he sounds like to me, to my very untrained ear, and I'm asking you as mm-hmm. a reed man. Um, he sounds like he's got a kind of a degree of mastery of that sometimes difficult to control instrument and he's crafting the tone and the sound that's coming out of that piece he of wood. did and um he was doing uh you know what we saxophonists like to do play fast with technique and stuff he did that but then he played i don't know if slow is the right word but you know he just played the tones you know, there wasn't necessarily speed involved every time, but you felt it, and then he could change the sonority of the of the note or tone as he was playing it. He was getting different sounds out of a note. It was interesting to listen to him, you know, play the clarinet. Um, I don't think he he did play it a lot. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm sure he played the tenor a little bit more, but. He played the clarinet pretty, I think it was on his first record, too. You know, Humility in the Light of the Creator. Yes, yeah. He plays clarinet on there. And uh, he has the dexterity, and then he can just uh, say a lot with a couple of notes. I I was listening to what he was playing just now. He was playing the same series of tones, but... um, getting different sounds out of each tone he was playing. Yeah. Kind of yeah. similar to in a in that sense to what Lester's doing with the trumpet. He's yeah, you know you're right about that. You're right about that. I heard that Lester was doing the same thing with tonalities with uh, just playing notes along with the rapid succession thing. But then also they were both just playing tones with different permutations on that tone you know growling or then slurring and then you know it's very interesting yeah <laughs> that, yeah that's very true what he was doing on the clarinet what lester was doing on trump was kind of similar each in their own way of right. course is that and <clears throat> as a somebody who spends a lot yeah. of time playing a lot of reed instruments mm-hmm. maybe you could tell the audience how much of a challenge that is is that uh hard to do is that different separate from or in addition to or parallel it's not to. hard i think he just played tenor saxophone and clarinet so that's not hard as far as a practice regimen i mean if you're playing more than those i mean you have to set aside a lot of time to play each one every day i mean if there might be some musicians who are able to do that you know or uh, there's some instruments that they practice more than others, but I think um, if you're just going between two instruments, I don't think it's hard to maintain that. You know, if it's just tenor saxophone and clarinet, then I think you can set aside a couple of hours for each one if that's part of your practice thing, you know. Well, he just, he sounds, I get the feeling he's put a lot of time into exploring these other avenues there's the conventional way that it's taught and then you know i picture him asking Mm -hmm. himself where else can we go with this and finding a lot of answers and maybe continually finding new answers that's true i agree with that too i mean one, one thing we've been commenting on with the music is how you can hear the past and the present i'm saying past with some trepidation because that doesn't mean anything is obsolete or outdated because it was established in previous years, but, uh, he's informed. Yeah. Yeah. Very much, you know, um, and, and the, the quote unquote free playing, free playing definitely comes out of a lineage. And I think that's important. And you can hear the lineage in Kyle Perusha's playing. And uh, but none of you know the edge of his own voice is compromised, but you know it's there naturally. He was like that. Dewey Redmond was like that. 
you know. Do you think the way this kind of music that they're playing is that um, a function of its time? Is that was there something about the way life was in New York at that time that they're responding to in the music, or do you think of it as its own thing? I think so. I mean, it's very. Uh... Not that a particular approach to so-called free music is related to one area, one geographic region. I mean, that's been said. I mean, like the players from Chicago, <clears throat> excuse me, utilized space in their improvisations, and the New York style was more full out. I mean, yes and no. I mean, there were players in New York that were dealing with uh, space. Also, like Bill Dixon, for instance, who had a, uh, you know, a d different kind of resource uh, for the trumpet, and it still had the same energy, in fact. And then you could have a Carla Perusha or a Fred Anderson from Chicago, and they play full out like New York players. Oh, yes. You know, so uh, I guess, you know, every, every kind of approach to free music exists where, wherever the music is being played. I, I love the way these guys, what's happening in the set that yeah. we heard so far, they're, uh, the way that the energy moves and right. swells and ebbs and the yeah. way. Yeah, it does swell and ebb. I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, the way John Betch is playing. Yes. A lot of rising, rising and falling. So there's a lot of playing with a lot of dynamics. I mean, the power of the forward energy is definitely there. You can feel that, but uh, he's utilizing everything with the drums. Oh, yeah. Uh, even on the slightly slower part that we just heard, which was half of the last piece we heard. The first half was kind of fast, and then it went in a different area. But it didn't seem like any kind of energy was lost. You know? Yeah. And it seems like um, there's a lot of room in there for each of them to sort of be the leader at times, unless maybe... I don't know if Calaparusha is kind of directing that somehow or if he's allowing... Uh... I'm sure that everybody was the lead. I mean, they're playing his compositions, and he, pro he probably got the gig. But, uh, I mean, this is a grouping of musicians who were socially close with each other and already playing with each other, you know, in a variety of contexts, you know. <laughs> yeah, they know each other musically very, very well. So, yeah, it was a Calaparusha gig, but you could... You know, everybody is is equality in the music. Well, what we heard so far, let me, uh, if you're just joining us, actually it is more or less the midpoint of the show. And uh, the, we call the show Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and I invite a guest. In this case tonight, Ross Moshe is here with us, and I call upon the guest to choose our topic. It is an honor, Mitch. It, <laughs> it really is a privilege is. for me. And uh, Ross Moshe chose Kalaparusha and brought this music from your own personal collection, which is really an extra treat for us. And um, there's two full sets. We heard one complete set, and we're heading into the next set. So I'm mm -hmm. picturing uh, everybody taking a little break, milling around a little bit, <laughs> right. sharing news of the day. Right. And what did they say? We would take a pause for the cause. <laughs> That's right. That's an old one. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Maybe uh, what was going on in New York in uh, yeah. February of '77? Hmm. On East Houston, on Third Avenue. Yeah. That's right. A That's lot right. was going a lot. on. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I remember. Uh, yeah. The, well. Yeah. '77. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was. I was too young for the ten pack. I didn't start seeing music in live until around 80, 81, but I remember 77. Yes. Just from, you know, my father taking me places and stuff at that time. That but I think 77, I was just probably watching the Electric Company or Zoom <laughs> or something. Or, you know. <laughs> it was, there, was, there was a lot to pay attention to in New yeah. York at that time. Right. And uh, especially in particular down in, in that part of the world. So, uh, yeah, they take a little... Uh, break they're coming back on and um, anything you want to 
disappoint us too as we head into the second set? Yeah. Wait, it wasn't 77 a year. The blackout was that? Yes, the blackout? it was. What, yes, it what was. What month was that? That was in the that summertime, was July. though. July. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, that was that July crazy summer. December. And <laughs> Yankees, the Yankees lost the World Series. They got swept by mm. the Cincinnati Reds in 76. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the first time in the World Series mm-hmm. since the early 60s. Mm-hmm. Came back, got clobbered. Mm-hmm. Johnny Bench, Pete Rose mm-hmm. came and mm-hmm. clobbered us. Things happen. But they were coming back. And uh, that good. next year, summer 77, they took the prize. Yeah, you're good. Summer, <laughs> I remember summer 77. Yeah, that was that was uh, eventful. <laughs> that was eventful for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, we'll leave that one uh We'll, we'll 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 set aside that history lesson for the moment <laughs> and get back to the Tin Palace. We're down on the Bowery and East Second Street, um, and these he he does at the very end of this. You hear Kalaparusha announce the titles, mm-hmm. but it's not easy to make out exactly what he's saying. Do you remember? Did you happen to catch? That's a good point. Maybe I can I can listen out for. Yeah, it's yeah. at the very end. He announced it. It's okay. Kind of tough to make out. I exactly forgot about saying. that. That's yeah. true because I've, I've always enjoyed listening to this, even though it's been a while since I heard it. I've, you know, I've heard it a lot. I'm glad I'm hearing it here after not hearing it for a while. But uh, it sounds great. The recording sounds great. It. The musicians sound great. It's just uh, they're just all in. They're all in it together, and it's uh, it's really a treat. I love. Pretty much every one of these musicians, and I don't know if I've ever heard all of them play together in this format, but oh yeah, they just they're they're you know it's lock and load. They just I think John Betch and Juma Sultan are the only ones left from this band too. I yeah, believe I think you're right. I think you're right, and they none of them would have been. I, I want to say Kalaprusha was probably the senior member, um, but none yeah. of these guys would have been that old if they were still around. Yeah, Kyle Prusher was probably the older one, yeah, in, in the band, yeah. But, yeah, well, um, I'm glad the music is still with us, and you brought it. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, glad to, man. All right, going back to the Tin Palace. February, th- yeah, you can say. I think this is one long set. I don't think yes. it's divided into two like the other one, yeah. Well, maybe we'll just okay. pop in for a moment yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, just let everybody know where where they're at. And, uh, yeah, we're going back down to the Tin Palace. It's Deep Focus, Kalapurusha, and The Light. Everybody's coming in after the break. Yes, coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Hear them coming up on the bandstand. Right. It's WKCR.
are coming right back to that. I know, I know. I feel your disappointment when you hear the sound of my voice. I can't blame you for that. But um, I do have my hostly responsibilities to you, to my guest, Ross Moshe. Yeah, man. And to the FCC, for whom I shall state, you're listening to WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD. Maybe you're with us on WKCR.org or here in New York, 89.9 FM. Or you might be listening to the Deep Focus podcast because next week, and when I say next week, I'm speaking from the present. When I say the present, I mean today, which is March 20th, 2023. Uh, Next week, this is going to show up on the Deep Focus podcast. You can find it on that phone in your pocket. Or you can always go to the hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And when you go there, you will hear what you hear on FM. No advertising. I'm not going to ask you for any money or anything. Might ask you to give us some likes and thumbs up and five stars, whatever your system might have, because that's going to help people who don't know about the show find it. And I know it seems incredible, but there are still people who don't know about Deep Focus, and we just want to mm. share the music with them. They need to know, yeah. We have to inform them. <laughs> and you don't, you don't have to do you, all you got to do. Great shows, man. Oh, thank I've you. Been, I always listen. It's, uh, it's for you. It's for yeah, you. I do the show for you. you. Yeah. Um, and uh, so having taken care of a little bit of uh, housekeeping right there, um, Ross, you want to tell the folks where we're at and what we're doing? We're at the Tin Palace in New York City. Oh, yes. Right there as it happened via 2023. <laughs> February 27th, 1977. Uh, very much, about five, six months before the blackout. That's right. <laughs> I want to say uh, Ed Koch was maybe just getting elected yes. mayor right about then. Ed Koch, we said, how am I doing? He used to say, yeah, I remember. That's right. right. It's the two Jumas on percussion, Juma Santos, that's Juma with two M's, Juma Sultan with one M, both on hand drums and assorted percussion, John Betch on the drums, trap set, Fred Hopkins bass, Lester Bowie trumpet, Hamia Blewett baritone saxophone and flute, Kala Purusha, Ara Difta, also Kala Purusha, Maurice McIntyre, he was known as, tenor saxophone, clarinet, percussion, and some vocalizing. Great clarinet playing, too. Yeah, yeah, everybody's bringing it all. Uh, I was going to say, don't confuse him with Ken McIntyre, who was around on the scene at that time. That's right, yeah. Another another great musician. Absolutely. Educator, but... um, yeah, no, different different person. This is Maurice McIntyre, Kalaparusha, and The Light, the name of the mm-hmm. ensemble. And he's got, he doesn't have a huge discography, I'm sorry to say, at least not that I know of. Yes, yeah, not very big. But a handful of very noteworthy recordings, any one of yeah. which you'll be happy to have in your collection. He, uh, he passed on, I'm trying to remember now Ooh. how many years back, that's a good question. I should have looked that should up. Have, before we I should have had that handy. And I Didn't do our homework. It happened. I want to say 10 years ago or so, something mm-hmm. like that. His birthday's March 24th, so. Huh. All right. It was also, it was also like a uh, birthday shout in advance. Yeah. To him, too. You know? Yeah, happy birthday. And um, he did have a, uh, had kind of a couple of, a few separate careers moments when he emerged in one scene or another starting out right young man playing in chicago with the music that was going on at the time and um and uh, i didn't prepare a, a thumbnail bio but off the top of my head um didn't he did work with uh some of the more um i mean he did he worked with a variety of people in fact there's a record that Roland Alexander did with Kala Purusha. I think it's Kala Purusha. I think John Betch is on that too, actually. Some of Kala Purusha's group and some of Roland Alexander's group called Live at the Axis. Maybe you've heard it. 
It's called I recorded at Axis in Soho. Maybe you remember oh, yeah. that space okay. in '78. I think on Karma Records. You know, something like you're ahead that. of me on this one. I, I'll tell you. Yeah, I haven't. I have to. I should play that. I haven't heard that for a while. Yeah, I think he's on that with Roland Alexander. And uh, as far as records, but I mean, his recorded output, it's not a lot. But and he yeah. had didn't he he released something. Uh, not too long before he passed, I think. And there's even, a, I think, a documentary about him that I've never yeah, seen. Yeah, there's a documentary that I think is online. I think it might be on YouTube or Vimeo. I think it's called Closeness, if I remember correctly. It's like a hour, hour and a half documentary of him. But that's in his later life. Yeah. In uh, 2001, on my series called Music Now... Uh, Abby London Crawford and myself had Colin Perusher uh, at a venue called the Orange Bear that was on Warren Street. Uh, used to be on Warren Street. It's not that. That was 2001. And I played and Colin Perusher played. And uh, this was his band with Jesse Dolman and Ravish Momin. And uh, that was a good. I think Colin Perusher was working a little more. Around that time, he was getting a little more visibility. I mean, thanks to Ravish Momin, who really looked out and organized a lot, and Jesse Dolman organized a lot for uh, Kyle Perusha. So um, even when his health wasn't the, the greatest, I mean, he was, uh, at that time period, there was a little more notice starting to happen, belatedly, you know. Yeah, he had, yeah. Uh, late in his life, he had a... a a renewed level of activity right. and visibility. Well, it's all go in February of 77 yeah, at the Tin man. Palace. We talked about it a little earlier in the show. It was uh it was one of the one of the spots for this music. And you know, we were talking about it um in the context of the venues at the time and um some of those places and we talk about the loft scene and some of those places were lofts. They were in previously commercial buildings, warehouse kind of sites right, that were yeah, basically yeah. abandoned. It was this time that mm-hmm. well-documented people know that New York was in economic decline and <laughs> artistic and spiritual growth in a lot of ways, yeah. and one being very much the result of the other. But what I was going to say was a little bit different about the Tin Palace. It was actually, as I recall... You know, like a storefront site. It was you walked in off the street, and I think they had uh, more of like bar service and yeah stuff that you didn't see in a lot of the places. Maybe that was part of what allowed it to hang on. Yeah, a little Tim longer. Palace was more like a a, um, a, a venue, a, a venue or a club. Yeah, a club that dealt. Uh, they played a lot of uh, jazz that you heard in in clubs proper too plus a lot of you know what we're hearing now similar to sweet basil how they had that policy where you heard the whole spectrum of the music i always like that venue too that's a good comparison person man you know and they they advertised you'd see you know you pick up the village voice oh yeah they did a lot of advertising man they had that music is an open sky festival every year that what sweet basil did sweet basil but the tin palace also would have an ad and yeah 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 you know they weren't wasn't Mm-hmm. Um, just for the, you know, people that knew it was also, right. you know, you could walk in off the street and hear what you were going to hear. And, and I'm sure that helped, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like might have. I think they had food and, and beverages, too, from what I understand. Yeah. 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 And they did hang on a little longer than some of those other places, you know. Yeah, I think a guy, uh, Paul Pines, who was a poet, was the person that ran that. I think he passed a few years ago, unfortunately. I got to talk with him little off and on before he passed and that was nice but uh he, he had has had good memories of the of the of the venue you know i gotta ask you ross moshe what's uh what you got what opportunities do people have to come here you how do people keep up with what you've got going on how do we uh keep track of your many activities <laughs> hey thanks i appreciate that uh yeah, I'm in my last semester in school, actually, at Vermont College of Fine Arts. I'm, I'm getting my MFA in music composition. 
and uh, I've been learning a great deal and writing a lot, and it's been very fruitful. But if you're going to be in Monterey, California, between the 10th and the 14th of April, I will be uh, playing there through uh, Cal State Monterey, through uh, my uh, sister in spirit, Althea Sully Cole, the daughter of Bill Cole and Sarah Sully. She plays the Cora, West African instrument, and she's now teaching there uh, as a musicologist, and she's also a great musician, and she lived in Africa and studied the Cora. And we've had a long-running uh, trio with her and myself as a duo first, and then uh, Alex Salins came in on the guitar, so it's now a trio. Uh, also, so between the 10th and the 14th at Cal State Monterey, there's going to be workshops and a performance on the 14th. And uh, that is a very lovely part of the world right there. Yeah, yeah. And May uh, May 30th, if you're in Montpelier, Vermont, I'll be playing at the Bent Nails Bistro with my Calypso Jazz Band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keith Gibson drums, Emily, Emily Langsner on the steel pan. That's always a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to be doing that. That's always uh, a good vibe. What's the best way to follow all the many things you are I'm doing? I'm working on a website now, finally, but I'm still, the best way is just to um, um, type my name into Facebook. I think it's Ross dot Moshe, M-O-S-H-E, at Facebook.com. I am on there. Uh, and that's 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 where you can find uh, out about my events and everything that I'm doing uh, musically, listings of when I'm performing. You can check that. And uh, my, uh, I'm working on getting a website happening pretty soon, too, which is a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm great. It's happening. Ross, R-A-S. R-A-S. Dot Moshe, M-O-S-H-E. M-O-S-H-E, yeah. At Facebook.com. And mm-hmm. uh, are you on the other socials, or are you, uh, is that where you, <laughs> the road runs I'm out? I'm not. I think I'm, go- I think I'm probably going to relent and get on Instagram in the coming days. And I'm going to be doing that as well. And um, I'm glad it's been such a productive time as far as activity. I was just thinking about that, especially coming out of a pandemic. It seems like the music is resurfacing. I mean, and I'm glad about that. You know, I'm still trying to be careful health-wise and everything yeah. and, and, you know, with crowds and everything. But it's a good feeling to play, to be able to project the uh, the positivity of the music to people again. People, people are on the streets yeah. in New York, man. They're they're here, mm-hmm. and I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what else am I doing? I think, uh, yeah, working on some things for early May in New York City as well. But then there's going to be a variety of performances in the Vermont area too, in the different parts of that. So, all right, more all right. news ahead. Should we head back to 1977, getting the time machine? Yes, February 27th, 1970, February 27th, excuse me, 1977, yes. We were saying there's there are some great recordings of Kalapurusha, Maurice McIntyre, that are commercially available, and you should have some in your collection. This is not one of them. This is from private collection of Ross right. Moshe from the deep in the... I call it the Black Cosmic Music Library. (laughs) (laughs) Little parts of it emerge from time to time. (laughs) We are the the recipients, the beneficiaries tonight. And uh, so let's go back to the Tin Palace, music from Kalapurusha. And I want to thank WKCR because this was the only place as far as, aside from your own collection, where you could hear Kalapurusha's music was at this station. Well... We're going full on with it tonight, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, it's not heard often enough. I don't hear it on the on Top 40 nearly enough, but <laughs> that could change. That could change after tonight. That's right. Positive visualization. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We believe. 
Uh, Calabruja and the Light on Deep Focus on WKCR. Focus from Monday, March 20th, 2023. Ross Moshe with me on the topic of Cal Purusha, Maurice McIntyre. Hey, you know, if you subscribe to Deep Focus, you can get the first month free. And the second month is free. And the third month is free. And all the other months are free. It's all free. Ad free. Cost free. Uh, we don't mind if you do want to let someone know. Other than that, it's on us. Come be our guest. Subscribe to Deep Focus on your favorite podcasting app, and you'll get notified when new episodes come up. You can read about them if it's somebody you're particularly interested in, either as the guest or the topic. Probably want to know. You want to check that out. And uh, you can also follow us along. We're on Instagram. I put stuff up there with new episodes on uh, we are deep underscore focus underscore podcast deep focus podcast at instagram um and also you know what if you want to if you want to dig a little deeper like let's say hey this guy ross moshe is really interesting i want to hear the other times he's been on the show go to i'm going to give you a different website address to look up and where you can do some digging go to my personal website is mitchgoldman.com pull down the about deep focus tab and you'll find a google search bar and you put oh let's say ross moshe's name in there r-a-s-m-o-s-h-e and you will uh should come up should find other uh episodes deep focus should emerge we did a deep focus on dewey redmond he mentioned that he was um on an episode with william hooker with me you could put William's name in there. You'll find all kinds of interesting things, some great shows, like one we did on Cecil Taylor with Steve Dalachinsky. He's a poet you might want to know about. William's a fantastic drummer. All the guests are almost always performers and worth checking out in their own right. Maybe you know that. Maybe you don't. Maybe you could tell somebody who doesn't know. All right. Come meet me over at part three of this show from March 20th, 2023.